0: Welcome to The Tech That Connects Us, a podcast dedicated to the stories of leaders in the technology industries that bring us closer together, specifically content and media, satellite and news space, connectivity and cybersecurity. Your hosts are me, John Clifton, Laurie Scott and Will Trenchard, the founders of Nuco, a specialist global recruitment and executive search firm focused on these exact industries. We love being a part of them and we're excited to share these stories with you. Welcome to the Tech That Connects Us. Your hosts today are me, John Clifton, co-founder of Nuco, alongside Tim Meredith, our lead senior consultant in content and media, and we're delighted to be joined by Luis Bueta. Starting his career in Argentina, Luis moved to Spain with Nortel Networks in 2001, shifting into more senior sales positions with the likes of Juniper, Velocix, and Level3, and becoming VP of sales with Edgeware and Fastly. He's recently joined Quilt as their VP Global Sales, heading up their content provider segment, and we're delighted to have him on the podcast. A very warm welcome, Luis. Thank you, John. Good morning, and good morning to Tim as well. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us. So we, um, we always kind of like to go back to the beginning to, to kick things off. So how and why did you get into
1: the, the kind of broadcast media space? Yeah, so it, it was it was a, a phased process. Originally, I was in the telecoms industry simply because of academic background. And Actually, around 2006, I believe it was, uh, working for Velocics. It was, at that time, uh, a solution to provide boxes or hardware and, and, and software to ISPs. And suddenly, some months in the job, uh, we were told, OK, we don't sell boxes anymore. Now we sell something that's called CDN. And and to be honest, at that time I didn't know what CDN standed for, right? So, so what stood for? So it was, it was. Um, I was kind of pushed into the broadcast and media space, but it has been lots of fun since then. Um, you can imagine early 2000s, the the market is not what it is today, right? Um, yeah. So we we start that time. You know, we had a peer to peer only solution. That um, peer to peer was the, the the hot topic for every single content provider. So good uh, traction, getting meetings, and, and talking to people about um, how we could help. And from, from that time onwards, honestly, I've been always in this space and enjoying and, and talking to customers and partners. And, and yeah, as, as you said in interaction, moving from, from one company to another, but always uh, very close to this space. Oh, fantastic. Really, um, really insightful to understand how you got
0: into things. So um, we'd we like to delve a little bit further into the past. So uh, passing over to Tim.
2: Yeah, so um, Lewis, ahead of the podcast, we asked you if there was like one person who was your idol or, or influenced you most. And you said it was more a combination of, of qualities from different individuals that you kind of ad- admired most. So how would you say your mentors and managers over the years have shaped you and, and your career?
1: I think it is, it, is a, it is a bit of, of, of a mix of um, qualities from people. Um, I I was very fortunate to work with uh, not only managers, but also peers and some direct reports that were very different to me. Uh, and I think that, that brings some richness. Um, I work with managers that were very much people-oriented, and, and myself coming from an engineer background, that was not my, my natural um, environment. So I, I, I learned from them about the, you know how to listen to people, how to um, be more empathetic. and this is something I guess we all you know keep working. Uh, it's an area we' all keep working on during our careers. Mm. Um, I learned from some uh, colleagues about determination, especially on the sales side, you know persistence, and combining that persistence with being also very considerate with the customers, you know, not not getting um, too pushy. Um, and I also I learned from some of my um, my teams about not taking your your work so seriously. and and there's there's room for fun, there's room for um, distraction for some social interaction. It's not only about work. Uh, and again that that, those those were learners that you know it was not part of my natural DNA so there are Mm -hmm. things that that, that you keep learning and then on top of that you know people you admire and so on it's yeah there you get influenced by some uh, authors or some some business people um, that they have done something or they have uh, some some behavior or attitude that that you feel very close to and and you end up kind of adopting or trying to adopt those behaviors, at least.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And in, in your opinion and in your time in the broadcast media space, and as you say, it, it's changed a lot since you, since you joined in, in, in the mid 2000s. In your opinion, are there any big opportunities that the industry has maybe failed to capitalize on or missed out on? Any, any roads not taken? Not
1: really, not sure. Not sure if 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 there are roads not taken or missing opportunity. I think on on the contrary, there were. There's a lot of people with very good ideas, and, yeah. and some of those ideas may not materialize because it's not the right time. Um, so I, I believe on the contrary, there were some ideas that were launched, and finally, for whatever reason, the 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 audience or the consumers didn't love them. Uh, a very recent one is um, the 3D on 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 the TV. Um, mm, yeah, you, you you might remember, you guys probably attended IBC some years ago, and you know every year there's a theme, and I don't know if it was, I don't remember if it was five, six or, or more years ago. 3D was the theme for that year. For some reason, it didn't it didn't take off. Maybe it was a timing thing. Maybe you know broadband was not that um, available at that time. But but I, I think the, the, not the problem, but the situation is we had more ideas than what people were ready to adopt, rather than than missing opportunities.
2: And I suppose at that time, like AR and VR were sort of like coming in and maybe took took a bit of a wind out the sails. And like, okay, three D is lovely, but this feels like the real work. You know that yep. a bit of a clash of too many ideas. I agree. Yeah, interesting. Um, and on a, on a more personal note, what achievement would you say you're you're most proud of to date?
1: i think has been around the teams that i've worked with and the teams that i that i helped to shape and and when leaving those teams seeing that the 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 ship was still um going full speed um there there were a couple of companies or situations or times one was um in argentina the other one here here in spain uh in madrid and and, and when, when I left it and you look back and say, okay, it was, it, it's not your own, you know, it's not only you with the merit, but, but you were part of that and, 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 and you, you helped to shape that spirit and that collaboration. Um, and probably those are, if you ask me about the highlights, those are the ones rather than whatever project, customer or, or promotion.
2: Yeah, yeah, more about what you achieve as a team and together, rather than I did this, I did that. Good, interesting, interesting. So we sort of heard about your 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 past and looked at your career progression and, and looked back. So let's let's look to the present, John. Thank you,
0: Tim. Uh, so I think we can all you know recognize that COVID has had a, a profound impact on a whole host of things, and being in the content and media industry no more so I, you know we have been we've had the paradox of watching more content than we've ever watched before yet there not being it not being possible to create or produce content in in many cases so in your view what are some of the biggest changes that you've that you've seen or or, or shifts that you think um have happened as a result of the last 18
1: months i think there there, there are some positive Aspects and there are some short-term costs, if you want, that that I that I hope they they can be um, uh, reversed. On on the positive side, and, and now forget about technology. In terms of working habits, uh, there, there were certain countries or companies where remote working was was a forbidden thing. Right, it 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 was about you need to come to the office 9 a.m. Just you know timestamp your card, and then, you know, when you leave, do it that again. And, and it, was, it was very deep into the leadership uh, team, and that needs to happen. And now many companies are realizing that maybe it's not full-time, you know, teleworking, but uh, a hybrid model is, is um, possible, and it is positive, because people, you know, it, there are many studies saying that productivity hasn't been damaged because of people working from home. So I I think that's a positive aspect, that that people will now have the flexibility to combine working from home um, with going to the office. I I believe going to the office also has a value because of interaction with your coworkers. So I I would highlight that as a a positive positive impact. Negative impact, I would probably focus on on children and and, and teenagers. you know, not being able to interact with friends, uh, it has had a cost, um, but also spending more time in front of a screen. That's what I, what I, what I hope it gets reverted and, and they, they go back to whatever sport we're doing or just, you know, getting out to socialize and so on. Um, that, is, that, that has been something that I, I, I've seen in some, in some, yeah, young people that, that uh, it is sad. Mm.
0: yeah i i would agree and i'm 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 sure we could trade stories of uh of, of challenges with george yes. and it, it was uh it was definitely not uh definitely not an, an easy time um uh, focusing uh, i guess perhaps more on um on the industry side of things there's been there's i think there's been quite a bit of change in the market during these last you know it's kind of two or three years so we were keen to ask you know from uh, from the kind of the the players and the solutions perspective who you um who you see as some of the most interesting businesses out there at the moment and also some of the solutions and platforms that are um that are being released you know sky with their sky glass for example yep. um being released is a
1: potentially fascinating prospect yeah so I, I think yeah this has driven this you know watching or consuming content from home i think needless to say netflix is still they are, uh, but then then you have many uh, global companies. Disney Plus, I guess it's a um, it's a success story, of course. Um, not only Disney Plus, but also the the other um, initiatives from from Disney. You know, Hulu uh, going out of of North America and so on. And social media, you know, if you think about the TikToks, you know that that, that has been a phenomenon. And and that's the name, but there are Many others. There are many other um, social media uh, networks, and I think any anything that was helping people to, you know, get connected. Even this platform that we're using now, uh, Zoom, um, it, it's, it has helped us uh, big big time. Um, now this has also carried some consequences. And some people are tackling them in the right way. And cybersecurity is, is, as you know, a hot issue has been a hot issue even before the pandemic. Mm. Um, but there are many companies that are tackling that space. I assume that there will be some some merger and acquisitions in that space. Um, it you know it, it's very crowded and and with very good solutions from many vendors um, but but it it will keep being an opportunity for new vendors or existing vendors as well. Mm, yeah, completely agree. And I
0: think that um, that probably leads us nicely into the future. So uh, over to you, Tim, for a, a few more questions around that.
2: Yeah. So um, predicting the future, it, it, it's often a, a fool's game, but let's 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 throw caution to the wind and be a bit foolish. So what do you think the, the next few years hold for the industry? What would you say are the, the things that you
1: would predict if you were if you were forced into a prediction? I haven't, been, I haven't been a good visionary ever. So, so I'll, do, I'll, do my, I'll do my best, right, I'll do my best. Um, so I, I think you mentioned before, when we were talking about 3D, the, the virtual reality or augmented reality. Mm. Um, I believe as part of the habits we're adopting because of COVID, now there are many things that we want to do from home. Um, and I think virtual reality can help big time. It is already happening. It's not widely adopted, but real estate. Even, you know, you, you don't go to in some companies, you don't need to go to, the, to visit the house or the office or whatever. It's with virtual reality, you can do it all. Um, shopping, some companies are adopting that as well. So I think virtual reality has some future and virtual reality, you know, requires some, some infrastructure um, characteristics that they're not widely adopted yet. So it yeah. might take some, some years. 5g needless to say uh, will open it's already opening but it will open many many doors and if you think about it what what do you lack of with 4G today as, as, as a consumer probably not much right mm-hmm. but but with 3g you didn't you didn't also miss a lot of things when 4G came you said okay now I can watch you know very good quality video and so on so 5g probably in the automation side and low latency side will add some some stuff and one of the applications that are, I've been exposed to or having chats with some friends about it is, is the connected cars. Um, that is, that will take many years. So it's about the technology. It's about the regulation. And it's also about if you think about when e-commerce was launched, there was a lot of, uh, resistance from some people to really, you know, put your credit card uh, on internet. Yeah. Can you imagine sitting in a car without driving it or without having somebody, you know, driving it? Uh, so, it so it's regulation, it's infrastructure, but it's also risk aversion from people. But, but that is, I, I believe that's a way that has no uh, return and we will go into that direction. I don't know how long it will take, but mm. um, it's, 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 it will become an industry yeah absolutely and all
2: and all happily complicated by even even if we want to do it the the ongoing silicon shortage and chip shortage and stuff like that even even complicates predicting it even more but that's 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 very yeah. interesting um so uh last one on on the future so you you've just started with with uh quilt over the past few months or so still 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 getting embedded there so what excites you most about your future with them and and their plans? It is
1: really building a bigger or, or the further developing the customer base on the content provider side. So Quilt, Quilt over the past year has invested time and resources developing the partnership with the service providers uh, to, to build infrastructure. And now we need to bring the content providers to use that infrastructure and, or to deliver content from that infrastructure given the differential value that we have been that close to the to the end user with the low latency hmm. um, and, and it is it is we're only starting from that perspective and that is f- my personality is when when i get into the you know almost flat slope and, and run rate i, I get bored I, I like the the steep um, and this is this is where we are right now on the content provider side um and and that's the main reason why i joined um this this company lots to be done uh, Mm -hmm. and there's a great team there as well
2: great wonderful thank you that's that's really interesting to get so your insight we've gone through past present and future so our our next section here is something that we we always like to address on the podcast and ask all of our all of our guests uh, about and that's diversity john
0: thanks tim um yeah i think we yeah we we all agree that um diversity it could be improved within the industry as we well know. if you walk the floors of IBC, um, the uh, the variation um, is perhaps not as good as it uh, as it could be. I think it's definitely getting better. Um, so I was curious to to get your views on how things have changed during your time in the industry but also any you know key initiatives that you think, could be done or, or, or ways in which um, ways in which it could be tackled further.
1: Okay. So so let me start with you know diversity 10-15 years ago probably was was hardly a topic right and in yeah. the conversations and so on. I think in the in our mindset we always you know were open it's like yes we're not proactively uh, pushing for that, but we were open. You know, at least you know the people I work with and the companies I work with, there was no um, intent to say, OK, we want everybody like this. Right? So uh, I think we all agree diversity is good. It is positive. It, it, it gives uh, provides richness to the teams. Um, now, I was recently, very recently, exposed in, in, in my previous company, diversity was a very, very important topic. Um, There are tools and there are um, processes or methodologies. Uh, For instance, when you post a job, the way you write the position profile. uh, So there are companies that can help you to make it more open or more inclusive to attract different profiles. Uh, That honestly, if I was exposed to this recently, I don't know for how long it has existed. So, So there are aids that can help us to be more conscious about this. Absolutely. Uh, I, there,
0: there, there, there's some really interesting ones. We actually use some software to, um, to look at the gender bias of, of wording in job adverts. It's, there, there's some really simple, clever stuff out there, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I would say we were in the past, regarding diversity, we were unconsciously incompetent. And now we're moving to the consciously incompetent. Hopefully, we'll get into the you know, the next two cycles, uh, we become competent, and then it's unconsciously competent. But um, leaving aside the ethnicity or, 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 or the gender, which are, you know, very usual topics, when you have a team, you know, and you look at the culture, if, if, if I work with a team, you know, that is made of people with my same background, either educational or, or age, or even cultural, you know, if we're all Latinos, uh, you typically, it's not that we're all alike, but we have similar background and, and mindset. So it's good then to bring somebody from, you know, with an Asian background or Asian education or, or even Anglo-Saxon, Anglo-Saxon and, and so on. So it provides it provides more creativity and more angles to whatever you know challenge opportunity that, that you're facing. Um, I would say we we just need to final word. We just need to realize that we are incompetent and we need to progress there. Yeah. I, com- I completely agree. I, I love the, f- the four stages of consciousness.
0: I was taught that very early in my career and, and always remembered it. And that second stage is the most scary, but it's yep. also the most important one that you get to as quickly as possible. Um, so, thank you, uh, Louise, for your thoughts on diversity. They're really, really interesting. Um, so now we're going to learn a little bit more about you, the person. We did ask you a few questions uh, in advance. So, uh, so passing over to Tim.
2: Yeah. So, um, in our exchanges ahead of the podcast, um, there was a couple of questions, but a couple, a couple answers. Uh, jumped out at me you, you highlighted your your happy place as being up in the mountains and and one thing that you'd like to own that you didn't as a, a Porsche 365 so with that in mind tell us a little bit about your perfect weekend are we going to find you racing up the mountains or is it
1: is it going to be something else no I I, I combining the two is, dif- is difficult because mountains I typically say that with the family and Porsche three not seats. enough seats exactly, exactly. <laughs> so no perfect perfect weekend actually it's, it's a bit of yeah, a quiet place time with the family a, a bit of a sport uh, you know could be a yeah, mountain bike could be playing tennis um reading a bit i love photography so it's really perfect weekend is when you can disconnect from the week and and you don't think about um work which is as you probably have experienced quite a challenge um but but that that would be that would be my my ideal weekend oh fantastic and and a couple of
0: other ones that i was i was really curious to answer so um we asked you we um we asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up and and you said that you wanted to be an inventor so i was curious have you ever invented anything or is there anything still in still in the brain that will get invented at some stage
1: so no all, all i have invented are stories um, and <laughs> in terms of devices I, I i was i was watching a lot of you know um, how do you call it, uh, the coyote and the i know the, in the spanish the, those cartoons the coyote and the road uh, oh, co- road, runner. Uh, um, road runner yeah the road runner yeah, yeah and, and you, yeah. You, you know those those acme traps probably yes. that that triggered all, all that inventor and then tom and jerry had some of that as well uh but that was since i was very 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 young so I, I i did some not eventually i put together some devices when i was a kid i even blow up something uh but that excellent let's not talk about it um <laughs> so pro- probably talking about inventing all oh, the, the the i i exchanged some ideas sometimes with friends uh but now it's more about if I want to leave something as a legacy, it will be probably more in terms of yeah a book. If you know that that's something I I have been considering for years, and I even have the table of contents. That's as far as I have um, come. But, well, I'm
0: I, I'm very pleased that you touched on that because before we move to our quickfire round, which we're going to after this question, um, that was the other thing I wanted to ask you. You said that the ambition that you still had was to write a book, so I wanted to ask whether you had made any progress. So you've, you've written a table of contents. Can you, can you share what the book might be about?
1: Yeah, so, so it, it, is, it is actually why, why or when I thought about it. I think you come out of university with lots of knowledge. You know, in my case, it was engineering and, and you know, the, the, the very little nitty details that you will never see again, but you know them as soon as you graduate. Mm. Um, and then the MBA gave, you know, gave me also some some additional insights, but you do not can prepare to some real life um, scenarios or situations, and you know, and 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 what you do when you are in a meeting and there's a conflict, or how do you manage a team, or how do you, even how do you interview and so on. So the, the, the main topic of, of the book would be, I call it in Spanish, it's a mixture, it's a management for chavales. Uh, so it's like management for, for young people, for kids, hmm. which is the table of contents. Are, are, it's really about chapters of real life situations that they might face. And what has been my experience with some touch of, of humor, not, not, not to make it you know, very academic, but it's more about, okay, these are the things that you might face once you start working. And, and this is what I have found important, or this is what I have found relevant, um, and also insert some probably some quotes or whatever from from serious people, not from me.
0: <laughs>
1: Fantastic. I love it. So uh so we're gonna go
0: straight into our uh, straight into our quick fire round before we move on to the final question. Um so you, you can't think too long and hard about these. You've got to give you have gotta give as quick answers as you possibly can. Um I'm we'll an engineer,
1: off. that's a challenge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've tried to make them relatively easy. Um okay. so we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh first one, um, and we're, we're we're still just about having to ask this one, but it's uh but it's a good one because it's a good good temperature check. Uh have you tried in lockdown or failed in lockdown?
1: Thrive. Excellent. Uh, if you could live anywhere, where would it be? Where my family is.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Um, and where would your favourite family vacation
1: be? Sea, so the beach and Maldives, Mauritius, Caribbean.
0: Oh, wonderful, wonderful. As winter is beginning to bite here, or autumn at least, I'm, I'm certainly dreaming of overseas warmth, that's for sure. Um, what makes you laugh the most?
1: My daughters. <laughs> and what was the last movie that you watched? Actually, yesterday, last night, I watched a movie, um, I don't remember the, the title now, it was about hunting. So action movies, that, that's, those are the ones I like. All right, very good.
0: And, and what is your favourite game or sport to watch or play?
1: I play tennis quite a lot. And are you good? Uh, I play tennis quite a lot.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> very diplomatic answer. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. It sounds like my tennis. Um, would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse or drive a car? Ride a bike. And uh, what would you
1: sing at karaoke night? Some songs from the 60s or 70s. (laughs)
0: Brilliant. And uh, and last one, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Asados, so barbecue. Oh, fantastic. brilliant. Very good. Very good. Um, well, listen, thank you so much for, for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, just passing back over to Tim for our final question.
2: Thanks, John. Um, so, our guest's final question is, is always the same. Uh, and that is what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone entering the industry today?
1: So, this, this industry, telecoms and media, because sometimes the, 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 the border is, is blurry. It's very complex. I'm not saying it's more complex than others, but it's very complex. Um, so I think it's good to know your company portfolio and the, the, you know the, the, your company pitch. It's very good to know that. But it is very, very critical that you know the ecosystem where you play. So if it's good to understand where you are in the supply chain and who comes before you and who you know, goes after you in terms of the of the delivery uh, of whatever service. It's good to know your partners. It's good to know your competitors, but not the competitors. Not only just to beat them, but it's to know your competitors, to know the people working on your competitors. Mm. Uh, really to build a network. This is a very dynamic industry, and I'm going to say dynamic is really you know it, it changes the, the the players and the the needs changes every three five years. So you need to build that network in the ecosystem and know who are, who are the relevant players. Um, I would say spend time knowing your company, but spend time knowing your ecosystem. Fantastic advice. Really
0: appreciate it. And thank you so much for, for joining us on the, on the show, Luis. And we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Luis. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please do subscribe and give us a rating. It really helps these stories to be found and enjoyed by more people. For more information about NUCO, we can be found at www.meuco-group.com. You've been listening
2: to The Tech That Connects Us.